Scoop Craig Tiley, he leads a team that puts on a 14-day global showpiece and employs thousands of people. And he doesn't sleep. And he doesn't sleep. No, that's what we're told. In fact, in his decade in charge, he couldn't sleep because he's had bushfire smoke, he's had extreme heat, he's had the odd spectator issue, he's had the small matter of COVID-19 and reduced crowds. There's never a dull moment, so we appreciate his time. And Roger retiring. And Roger retiring, his time this morning. Good morning, Craig, and, and welcome back to SEN. Morning, guys. Good to be back. Great to have you back. This is what the Australian Open is all about, isn't it? Uh, Alex Demonor, the young local hope up against the uh, undisputed champion uh, and a legend of the sport in Novak Djokovic tonight. It's, it's everything that's great about the, the Aussie Open. You must be excited for it. I am. I'm particularly excited for the match tonight. Alex is playing great tennis. Uh, Novak is, is, has been struggling with his injury and his hamstring, and uh, but it still finds a way to always get it done. He won the event two years ago when he had had a Pulled stomach muscle, so uh, he finds a way to get done. He's tough to beat, and yep. And the match tonight is probably is just a good summary of what the Australian Open's all about. It brings you a story every day, which uh, which is fun for everyone. There's been stories everywhere. One of those has obviously been uh, not a new story. It must be said, but some of the late night finishes. Now, are you hoping as much as anyone that this one doesn't tick too far past midnight? If it does at all, <laughs> well, it does start. It does start the uh, men's match does start at seven o'clock so it's uh it's a uh, potential to be a little earlier uh you never know uh when you when you put the schedule on it, ha- it hasn't changed from year to year when you put the schedule out there you sometimes have very short matches sometimes have mm. medium sometimes have long matches you can't predict that last night was a night of another two long matches a five-set match on the men's side and a full three-set match on the women's side it was great tennis both both sessions but um it's going to be it's fairly normal it's not it's not uncommon to finish uh finish after midnight, but uh, we just have we have just as many matches that finished before as well. So are you a bit bemused by the debate, which is, you know, gathered a fair head of steam, it must be said, and, and some of the players have spoken out about it. Is there an answer? Does there even need to be an answer or a solution to it, Craig? Or do you think it's, it's such a rare event that we get these four o'clockers or 2.30 AMers that it, it doesn't need a, a massive shift? Yeah, well, it's not ideal having the, 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 the very early um, finish, like the 4 AM when, uh, when Andy Murray mm. finished this year and and uh, and similarly, we had one about twelve years ago. So you know, we've had two really late finishes in the last fifteen years, and uh, and then and we've had many finishes that have gone early. There's mm. there's so many variables that go into scheduling, and uh, we are over two weeks. We we are uh, uh, twenty five sessions. We have three stadium courts with the roof, and another sixteen courts, and and to fit the matches in in the time that is required, uh, because we have mixed doubles, doubles. Uh, of course, the juniors, um, and then and then the, the qualifying in the main draw. There are a lot of players, and there's a lot of tennis to be played. And if you have a little bit of a disruption, like we did this uh, this year on Tuesday with extreme heat, and then four stoppages of rain, and a full day of rain, it puts you behind. And interestingly, we still have not caught up from those interruptions. We've still got two matches to catch up. Uh, so it takes took us about five or six days to catch up. So there's so many variables that go into it. It's not that straightforward. And, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we've got a team of people that have been doing it for for many years, and and uh, we always look at it though. We always take the feedback of the players, and we'll go and debrief when we do after the event. But it doesn't necessarily always mean that we can change. And and in, in many ways, we've we've got a system that works, but we'll again, we'll always look at it. When does that system start and stop, Craig? Like basically, as the day gets going today, the scheduling yeah. team looking at matches and how long they've gone and who they can pit the next day if someone wins. So it's it's an ever-evolving system that happens through a day. And then when can that be finalised? Well, that's the challenge. Uh, uh, an example is on Tuesday and Wednesday, uh, the team and there's, the team includes the representation from international broadcasters, from the domestic broadcaster, from the men's tour, the women's tour, 
the integrity team, the security team, the referee, uh, the Grand Slam supervisor, and, and myself, and and as a tournament director. So it's a large team of people that sit in the room. We sat in the room for 25 hours working out the permutations with all interruptions last week, and and uh, and that's 25 hours over two days. So it's pretty intense, and and it's looked at every day. Um, but each athlete has no less than 15 to 20 variables for consideration. Jess Pagula, for example, is playing today. She played mixed doubles, doubles. She's an American player. ESPN wanted to play earlier in the day. She didn't have enough time between matches. And so there's many, uh, there's many variables that have to be considered. We do have, with the help of a, of, a, of a program, a software program that helps us identify the conflicts, like you may have the same coach or, um, or, or, or the same physio, that you've got to be separated or there's not enough time between your previous match. So many of the, these things go into consideration. And, and I think what, what has happened, we have offered to the players we can have a curfew to, to, to stop at a specific time. They absolutely don't want that. Starting earlier is not possible because with, with uh, leading into the news, uh, you lose some of the best matches if you're competing with the news. Um, and, uh, and putting a few matches on a day runs a risk because the match may only be less than an hour, which we've mm. had many of those matches too. The average length of the women's match is one hour, 37 minutes, and the average length of the men's match is two hours, 48 minutes. So, so it's, uh, it's the, the average length, length easily gets you in the time slot that you have. We've had players say the, the discussion around the balls are, are a storm in a teacup, but Craig, I'm assuming you're more in, in that line than the, than the line that they're slower and, and then this and they're that. And I, I read in the Herald Sun that the deal with Dunlop's um, been extended for another five years. I mean, what do you make yeah. of the, the conversation around the balls? Well, every single year together with Dunlop and the court manufacturers, there's a very rigorous technical and scientific process that's gone through to test the ball. Uh, the ball this year is coming up as exactly the same specifications as the ball last year. Um, but again, similarly, we'll, uh, following the event, uh, you cannot change the ball mid-flight, but following the event, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll debrief again with, uh, with our partners and, 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 and see if there's any other conditions. One thing that has been different this year have been the conditions. We've had more extreme heat, we've had more rain, we've had more extremes in weather. Um, and, uh, and that certainly has changed the conditions. But this ball has been used right throughout the summer. We started to be used in December when we started our events and, and all the way through. And just like with everything, you get some players that are complimentary to the ball, some, some players that uh, don't like the ball. Um, and, uh, but all that feedback, you always got to take into consideration and work with the players to make sure it works for them. Um, and particularly in light of the fact that the testing of the ball is coming up exactly the same. So we need to look at everything and see why, uh, in some cases, some of the players feel like it's different. Greg, interested in your thoughts on, uh, let's just look at the, the, the men's side of tennis just, just for the minute. The sort of changing of the guard, and I, I know Novak seems to be an evergreen and he's here again and he's favourite for the tournament. But you know, I, I think you know, Rafa's you know, days are numbered and, and obviously with Roger giving it away in recent times, there's a real changing of the guard. Are you, are you happy with the, 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 the next breed of men's tennis player that's, that's coming through. We, we probably saw two of the, the guns last night in Sister, Sitsipas and Sinner. I, I, uh, um, I've been through a few iterations of the changing of the guard from, uh, <laughs> from, uh, from Everett and Navratilova and Agassi and Sampras to, uh, uh, to the Williams sisters and, and Nadal and, and Federer and Djokovic. And uh, there was always a time where you would get nervous and say, well, there's no one behind them that won so much. And Federer, on the men's side, Federer and Dale Dockett and Serena Williams on the women's side have dominated the last 15 years so much. You just, you, you, you just never saw anyone else break through other than them. And, uh, 
But now uh, with them at the, very, at the twilight, the end of their careers, and, and those that are coming through on the men's and the women's side, and particularly I think on the men's side at this point, um, very excited. The, these players are, uh, are great characters, good people, all got fantastic stories, interesting stories behind them. City Pass last night, Sinner. Uh, they, they, they're, just, they, they're good guys too and, uh, and play great tennis. They've got a few of the Americans coming through, a few of the Australians coming through. And it's great to see it. I think never before have we had such a large group that are all more or less the same level, as good as the, the, the greats of, of the past. And now, you know, from 18 to the age of 24, are starting to make their breakthroughs. So pretty excited. I think there's a potential this year we'll see a new new winner. And, but you've got to knock off Djokovic first, and he's really hard to do. And, uh, and the same thing on the women's side. Some of the top seeds have lost, and, and we don't know who's going to do it. I think Jess Pagula is playing the best tennis right now. And, and it's always tough to beat. Um, it was a last year's semifinalist. And, and so I, I think it's exciting. I think the fans are coming out. And I, I have read some articles where, um, you know, people were critical of the, of the Australian Open. And, uh, and at the end of the day, we're having record crowds. We have the right. highest CSAT score, uh, record crowds watching it around the world. And, and, uh, and the, then the rise of, 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 the, of the new champions of the future. And, and they always, we always uncover them here at the Australian Open. And, uh, and that's what I'm pretty excited about for the next week. It's awesome to have crowds back in full after the events of uh, of recent times, Craig. Just the last one before we let you go, the future of the tournament. Um, uh, look, Melbourne Park, the way it's expanded and the facilities down there are absolutely amazing in that precinct. But, you know, you're forever looking to develop. I know, I think Roland Garros um, recently doubled the size. I think I saw something that Wimbledon recently bought a nearby golf course to expand as well. Uh, US Open, uh, you know, adding stadiums with roofs and the like. Uh, I'm not sure how landlocked you are down there, but what can you do in future? What are you looking to do? What what else can you do to to improve and expand as you, as you obviously need to keep doing? Yeah, I think it's a really good question, and we're very fortunate. We we we, get, we are the Victorian government have done an unbelievable job of building the best sporting entertainment precinct in the world. There's no question. I've been to many, and uh, and this, there's no question. This is the best, and and the numbers we get coming through the gate, the fun that people have, and and so we we are particularly appreciative of that. We've we've just finished a ten year redevelopment, but like with everything, you got to continue to improve and evolve and look at how you can do things better. We've got plenty of temporary infrastructure that can, can be converted to more permanent infrastructure. You know, we believe the site can can even be further activated year round for the for for, for Melburnians and and for Victorians and the international and, and interstate guests as well. So, so we're constantly looking to evolve. Um, and um, but uh, you know, we never want to rest on our laurels. We've got we've got some great competition. The Australian Open is not going anywhere. It's here. It's staying here in Melbourne. And uh, it'll always be that way. And well, certainly under my watch, we'll keep it that way. And uh, and uh, but we're going to continue to improve and evolve, like we do every time, and like like the government wants to do, like we want to do, like um, and like all our partners want to do. And and we've got good benchmarks with the other Grand Slams. And the only threat we have is someone else pulls up an event that has as, as much prize money and and as long a time at the same time in another part of the world. But we don't foresee that happening because uh, uh, we've built a pretty magnificent. Uh, showcase of the game and showcase of our country to the rest of the world for the month of January. Craig, we know you're going flat stick, uh, mate, so I really appreciate you squeezing us in this morning. Uh, enjoy and, and best of luck for the for the remainder of the week. Thanks, guys. Always good to have a chat and I think we're in for some good tennis and good good entertainment and, and good on Melbourne weather. It's doing, doing well for us. So. <laughs> appreciate Craig, it. 